Welcome to Uninformed. My name is Michael. I was a guest over the last couple appearances, but now I'm going to be the informed, helping everyone out. So we are here today with Jared Hilatis. What's up, Jared? How are you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic, buddy. How are you? Awesome. We're also here with Jonah. Jonah, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I am fantastic. And let me tell you, I am so stoked for this guest appearance. I haven't been able to sleep all week long. I can't only imagine what you're going to bring to the table tonight. And, and let's just let's just get it. Let's go. I love the energy. Vibing right now. Vibing with my man, Jonah. We got Ethan. Ethan, how are you doing? Looking good, by the way. Ethan, looking good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, try, try. I'm feeling good, man. I'm, I'm excited for your little lecture, dude. I can't wait. Can't wait. Last, we got Mr. Zachary Tish. Tish the fish. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that intro. I am doing great. I'm doing well. How are you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm doing good. I need to get, catch up with you guys. I haven't seen you guys in forever. So we got to hang out sometime here soon. All right. So the informed topic that I want to talk about a little bit today has to relate to my profession. So everyone out there who does not know me, which is probably all of you guys, I am a physical therapist. And every single day I'm working with athletes of all types of caliber from young to old, and we're treating a whole bunch of different types of injuries. And there's a whole bunch of under the radar treatments that I do to these athletes every single day. I'm always explaining what these things are because no one really knows what they are until they come into PT and I help them out. So Basically, what I want to do is shed some light to some under-the-radar kind of cool treatments that I do for people to help them out. And it could be a great way for you to either get rid of your pain, get more motion, or perform better at the sport that you love to do. So this could have benefit to you. You have to listen and find out. All right, guys, there is three different types of treatments that I wanted to talk about today. First one is dry needling. So have any of you guys ever heard of dry needling before? That sounds like a torture method. <laughs> that reminds me of acupuncture, which I don't know if that's even relative or if it's even close. Sure is, Tish. It sure is. Jonah, Jared, have you ever oh, okay. uh, heard of it before? Can't say I have. All right. So some people do call it a torture <laughs> kind <laughs> of way of treating the pain, but I call it good pain. Anyway. Dry needling. Dry needling has a lot to do with acupuncture, and they're kind of interrelated, but not Tish. Um, right. and we'll kind of get into that later on as I, after I give a little bit of the history here. Dry needling, it all started in the 1940s with Dr. Janet Travell. If you all understand dry needling, you have to understand trigger points. And all of you guys should know what a trigger point is. So if we're talking about a muscle, it's basically kind of like that lump or bump that you feel in the muscle. If you kind of like grab a hold of your upper trap a little bit and push in, I bet you half of you guys will probably find a trigger point in your upper trap. You guys feeling what I'm saying right now? Oh, I yeah. Feel it. oh yeah, I can All feel right. it. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the most common places to get a trigger point just due to stress. So basically dry needling, what we are doing and what Travel kind of learned is, okay, so there's so much pain involved around these trigger points. Is there a way that we can make them better? A lot of people, they'll try massaging it and it works out great. And, you know, massaging is a way that you can kind of break down the trigger point. But, you know, is there a better way of doing it? And Travelle kind of really looked and dived into this. And she kind of 
introduced the idea of sending a needle right through that trigger point to break it up, which is actually really cool. So when she first started going over all this, she was looking over at the different, what they're called referral patterns that will listen pain. So sometimes if you break up a trigger point, like in your upper trap, it can send a referral pattern either up to your head or even down to your arm because the trap's just a really big muscle that goes all the way up to the head and down into the back even. There's a lot of cool things that she kind of introduced with trigger points and it kind of just grew from there. Basically, trigger points and dry needling is something that we do a lot nowadays and something that's growing and is really important for breaking up these trigger points and regaining some strength. Now, Tish, you kind of brought up about acupuncture earlier, and there's a lot of kind of cool things going on with acupuncture, but that's a little bit different than dry needling what we do. We target the muscle, so we go in and try to break up the trigger point in the muscle, and dry, or um, acupuncture, what they do is they go into the fascia, which is a little bit above the muscle, below the skin, and they try to release the fascia. They do a completely different approach than what we do with dry needling, but it kind of makes the mud or like the water's a little murky because it's a big legal debate right now. And only 37 states can actually practice dry needling legally as a PT. And that's all to do with not it being safe, but with us going into the field of an acupuncture. Are we taking no clients away from acupuncture? But in the, at the end of it all, we're not because I would say, you know, go for acupuncture and like, we'll do the dry needling. They're completely different. We're treating different things. So 37 states, you can do it illegally. Five states, they prohibit it. And that's California, Hawaii, New York, Oregon, and Washington. And then eight states are silent on it. One of the states that are silent is Pennsylvania, which I know where a lot of my homeboys are from. So that's probably why you guys haven't heard too much about dry needling. So that you say there's 37 states that, are a-okay with it right now right correct is that number like is it growing over time or is it decreasing like are more states being open yeah. to it or, or more states shutting it down no more more states have been open to it i think uh. originally what happened was there was a big push for dry needling once like pts figured the benefit and how good it actually was like helping people so a lot of people wanted or pts just want to do it and then once there was that big surge of dry needling then the acupuncture um, like field was like, oh, and what's going on here? Like, this is kind of like in our field, there should be some, you know, legal laws set in place to kind of determine what's dry needling, what's acupuncture, or like even not allowing dry needling to be performed by PTs. So, I see. yeah, it's been growing over time. And a lot more states have been legalized to do dry needling for PTs. Why do they legally need to separate that from acupuncture? Like, why can't both exist? I guess, you know, this is going down kind of like a tangent that I don't really know too much about, but my thought would be to, to like protect the profession. So not like another profession can just, you know, sprout up saying like, we can do these things. You know, acupuncturists, they have to get certified to become an acupuncturist. Um, physical therapists, we obviously have to go to school and take a board to become a physical therapist. So I would imagine that there has to be, you know, some type of legal room to protect you know, all does, does a PT major typically learn how to do dry needling in their schooling? That's a great question, Jerry. That's a great question. So in my school, we had a class that was just like for a day, it was just more like a day lecture about it, but you don't learn or become certified to dry needle in school. That's something that you learn on the outside hours. So I spent a whole 
weekend about dry needling about, you know, it was 12 hours a day. And that's how I got certified. It was over a weekend. So, but you got to have the PT background and knowledge because it's all about palpating and finding where these trigger points are and knowing where you're at, you know, in the bony landmark, because, you know, if I'm on a trigger point, your infraspinatus, which is a muscle on your shoulder blade. So it's basically right on your shoulder blade. I got to know exactly where I'm going because if I miss that or go off the shoulder blade, I'm going to rain to your lung. There are things like that, that PTs just know, and they use that background knowledge to help it out. Is that what happened to Tyrod Taylor of the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he got his, I'm pretty sure he got his lung punctured by, and I don't know if it was an injection or if it was dry needling. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But yeah, that's exactly, and was that when, um, who was the young QB that stepped in his place, Jerry? I forget. Herbert. Was it Herbert? Yeah, it was, so, you know, I guess everything happens for a reason, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. He got his lung punctured. You don't want to do that. Now, the cool thing. So why the heck are we dry needling, guys? Now, this is really, really cool. And honestly, I was mind blown when I first had this happen to me and I was able to witness it firsthand. I have seen someone go from having no strength in the muscle or very little strength in the muscle to having perfect strength in the muscle just from a five-minute session of dry needling. Now, it's crazy. It's honestly absolutely nuts and crazy. These trigger points, if you wrap your head all the way back to anatomy, these trigger points, what they do is when they're in your muscle, they kind of clump up. So you got that ball. And when you have that ball, the actin and the myosin can't contract and let the muscle do what it needs to do. So the muscle can't really contract because it's got a ball of tightness already there. When this needle goes in and breaks up the tightness, it allows the muscle to do what it needs to do. So I have these athletes coming into me and they present with really weak, you know, glutes are really weak, hamstrings are really weak, you know, quads, and this muscle is not working. It's like, what's going on here? This is a young athlete. Um, they use this muscle every day. This muscle shouldn't be weak when I'm testing it out. It should be strong. And, you know, palpate, figure it out. And it ends up, they have these knots in that muscle and the muscle is not firing because of these knots. When we go in there and break it up, the muscle is actually able to do what it can do. And so eye-opening, it's ridiculous. Like, honestly, it's, it's crazy because you'll have someone on the table and push on them a certain way, you know, testing out their glutes and you just can't resist it. And like your leg will go down, but you go in there after the needling, it's like you got full strength. The person can't push you down. Like I will try as hard as I can to push someone down. And I can't even do it. So it's, it's amazing. And honestly, one of the most eye-opening experiences that I've ever been a part of and something that I've done to another person. So there's just a lot of power to dry needling, you know, in that route, because you can't literally turn someone from having no strength to a lot of strength very quickly. I was just wondering, do you guys have any questions about that at all? Yeah. I want to know if it hurts. <laughs> what does it feel like to get dry needled? Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts like, uh, you know what? But people, yeah, it's crazy. Like you get someone down on the table and you start sticking needles in them. You, you just never know what happens. Like people. How, how long are these needles? Yeah. How long and how sharp are these needles? Yeah. I'll actually, I actually have some with me right now that I can show you guys. I know it doesn't help people, but like these needles, they range in different sizes, depending on what muscles you want to hit. The largest needles that I use, I believe are 75 millimeters in length, which is like pretty much yay big like it's 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 long enough to go the whole way into your glute if you need it like they're thick 
they're big needles, probably that much on my face. They're they're pretty darn big. And you also, you know, you can get small needles that do for the small muscles that are a little more superficial, closer to the skin as well. To answer your question, Ethan, yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. People sweat, people swear, people scream. They do all these things because, you know, it's like, um, you know, you can perceive it as pain, but it's almost like you don't know what's going to happen. So when you break up a trigger point, what happens is the muscle literally twitches and contracts. So you get this big contraction and muscle jump of this cool. muscle that you're working on. So it was kind of mm. like anticipating that big jump and release that like people are like almost like scared about. And like, you know, it's not that comfortable as well. Do stuff. you, when you stick that needle in and they like jerk, does that needle get, does it rip through their leg or something? No, no, no. So the needles are really thin. They're like, they're super thin needles. If I were to put one in you, you probably wouldn't even notice what was in there until it hit a trigger point, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So they're, they're really thin. These needles are really, really thin. Not the scary one. Like they're, it's like super doable. If, unless if you're like a needle, pho- you just can't handle needles. A probably needle not phobe. Neophobe, yeah. But they're, they're super thin. Um, they're not going to hurt you. I've seen, you know, from a muscle contraction, needle get bent. There are like horror stories out there of like needles that get like dislodged and like it's stuck in the person and they have to go to the ER. But like those are all like super rare things to happen and usually done with poor needles. If you mm-hmm. have the right needles, they're not going to break type of thing. Wow. Yeah. Is that, is that the hold up with all these the eight states that don't want it? No, it's not really a safety thing. It's all a legal battle. At oh, this okay, point. Okay. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. But it's super cool. Now, just getting needled is not going to solve the problem. I always tell people, you know, getting needled is the first step. Once you get that strength opportunity back in the muscle to allow it to do what it needs to do, that's when you can strengthen it. That's when you can, you know, go out and, um, you know, compete in the sport you're doing. And there's actually like a whole bunch of like research that's being done about like professional athletes getting needled. Like I think it was for pitchers. There was like, there, it was something being done about pitchers getting needled in between innings to see if it can like help increase strength and like prolong like strength as well. So there's like a whole field for it, but you know, it's just a way to help facilitate the muscle to a healthier. Is there a limit to how many needles can be in a person at one time? Why do you I want to know, know that, Zach? I'm just no. curious. I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> he wants to get well, needled yeah. everywhere. I didn't know if there was like an actual like hard line where it's like, it's okay, you got to take this these out before you put take these in Take 18, you places. die. Well, <laughs> maybe. Dude, I feel like Tish is one of those junkies that we call them needle junkies that would just need to come in and get needled everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a heroin addict, I swear. <laughs> um, the most that I stick in at a time that I've done is four. And that's with like oh, okay. another, another like branch off technique that I've done. So what I will do is, and this is going to be kind of, you guys are going to be like, what the heck? Uh, but basically <laughs> I stick like four needles in, I run electrical stimulation. So I will literally do run the electrical current through the needles. So I will go through the muscle to make it contract. Basically for even like with, I like, I've just, I just did this today. I stuck four needles into a patient's quad ran the stem through And I set the stem to make the quad contract. 15 times every second. And we did it for, you know, six minutes. So that person mm. literally just, and over that six minute time, they just contracted their quad like 6,000 times. So you can imagine like the strength gains you can get from that. Yeah. Wow. Pretty, pretty nuts. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cool though, man. It's cool. It's really, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions? 
How many times have you worked on Bradley Beal? Bradley Beal, man, I have worked zero times on Bradley Beal. But I would imagine Bill has been needled by a PT who has worked with him. Now, this is a kind of a side tangent, but I did work with a guy who was part of the Wizards organization, and he uh, did work with Bradley Bill, and he had great words to say about him. So it sounds like Bradley Bill is a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I was smart. I tried to out uh, outsmart you by saying how many times – because I know you're in the D.C. area, so I had to pick a D.C. <laughs> athlete. So I thought I was hoping to slide one by you and you'd be like, yeah, twice. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I wish man, too good. I, don't see, I don't see too many high end, you know, professional athletes currently. But we do have professional athletes come through our facility that are, you know, are professional like triathlon and stuff like that. I had a ex like, you know, professional biker before. Um or just a retired professional biker, wow. but you know, we'll get professional people come in. So you never know. You never know, man. I That's encourage cool. though, you guys to try this out. If any of you guys are like having, you know, weakness in a certain area. And a lot of times you get this in the glutes, like glute meets any stabilization, like type of muscles that really work hard to like stabilize the body when you're running or doing different things. A lot of times those are the ones that get checked out or even your upper traps. So, Highly would recommend getting it checked out. Oh, boy. I feel like I already needle because anytime I get a pimple, I just take a needle and like jab it into myself. And I feel like sometimes what? I go too, too deep and wow. I hit the muscle and then I lose all feeling in my face or my arm or wherever. The <laughs> wow, geez. Is. But and then and then really nothing comes out. It's just blood and everything. It's pretty bad. And then I got. Oh, throw so the that's why away. you on your face. Yeah, that's yeah. If you saw my face, you'd understand. But at uh. least I. I, I, you know, I caused the damage to my face. You were just kind of born as you are. So, I, you know, what's worse? Who knows? <laughs> oh, Tish. Oh, Tish. Wow. Hey, all, hey, all of for me, I use two fingers for my pimples. So I guess we're all born different, right? Can we yeah, please man. stop talking about pimples? Yeah, let's. Yeah, Joe, <laughs> that literally sounds like an easy way to give yourself an infectious disease, sticking a needle in your body. Oh, it's real bad because I never wash the needle. I just go all different places on my body with it. And you share it with the homeless people, right? Oh, I get all nice and greasy. Staph infection, and it just like moves around everywhere I jab it. All right, guys. So that's going to conclude part one. That was dry needling. Um, if you have any other questions about it, definitely do some research about it. Go to your local PT in the area. If you are in a state that has a, you know, legalized, definitely check it out. Um, it's a great way to get stronger and start to facilitate yourself to a better athlete or overall to a better, overall, a better healthy person. So guys, that's going to conclude it. Anything else? Any other questions you have for me? That's it, man. Uh, I never knew or even heard about that. So I'm definitely informed. Yeah, I am impressed. I am glad I learned a lot. So thank you for that. Awesome, Tish. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to help you there. Guys, we'll catch you next time on part number two. Be prepared. Hint, hint, hint. It may have to do with running. <laughs>